Good day, good day, good day. Happy holidays, everyone. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of On the Porch Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Montel Laurie. And today I have joining me as guest co-host, Rikithia. And she is a mother, a lover, and a survivor. And today, me and her are going to discuss the big D. No, y'all, we ain't talking about no dingling. We talking about that divorce thing. And how are you today? And can I call you Kiki? Is that okay? Yes, Kiki is fine. I'm doing excellent. How are you today, Montel? I'm just peachy, honey. I just turned 40, so I'm feeling myself, honey. I feel like I can say what I want, when I want, and how I want. It feels good to be grown, doesn't it? Real grown. (laughs) (laughs) So, what's your current status? Are you married currently, divorced? What's your status? I am divorced and a mother of three. And um, that is my status at this present time. How long have you been divorced? It's going on five and a half, six years now. Mm, okay. Well, I did want to invite you here today to talk about divorce or whatnot because it is a cliche topic. People don't want to discuss their divorce. They want to act like, oh, you know, just woke up unmarried, but it steps in getting there. So how are you going about your process, dating after divorce, healing? It's just so many topics we got to hit on today. I'm going to say that the process was very different from the way that I thought it would be. Um, There were many things that I was confused about, like the fact that I lost myself in my marriage. And not only in my marriage, I also lost myself with my children. So I was constantly worried about him and the kids and everything that was going on in their lives that I forgot about me and who I was. So I had to go in and learn about me again once the dust settled. And honey, I'm gonna tell you the dust is still settling. Baby, you said five, six years, right? Yeah. I get you, because I think I've been divorced. Dang, when I got divorced, he already remarried and whatnot. So it's like, dang, it don't feel like it was that long ago. Five years, six years, Mm -hmm. five years? It's been a second, and it's times where I be like, well, dang, did I make the right decision to be all single out here? So. I'm going to tell you, being single is hard, but being married to someone that you know isn't right for you anymore is even harder because you forget who you are. Mm-hmm. And in order to be able to figure out who you are, you have to be able to constantly grow and also find your best friend again because normally when you get married at least for me when I got married um that person was my best friend I could run to them and tell them anything everything it didn't matter what it was it didn't matter who it was about I could speak it and then when we lost that friendship now who do I run to and so I run to when I okay. <laughs> so instead of running into someone else, I had to I became sort of like a hermit. Like I became really self-indulgent on trying to figure out what I needed to do in order to fix me. Because at one time I thought I was the person who broke us. But then because I was so used as a woman of taking ownership of every mistake or everything that happened wrong in our relationship. But then I had to sit back and say, hold on, girl. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't do that. You did some things. 
But you was a dang good old, good enough wife. Good enough. Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> good enough. Good wholesome. enough. Yes, good wholesome <laughs> wife. You took care of all your responsibilities. You made sure that while they were in and out to see that the kids were taken care of, you made sure that all the bills were paid. Not only did you do all of those things, if you and him needed anything extra, you went out and you worked extra jobs or you did you started businesses. You did all kinds of things in order to ensure that all kinds your of things. What kind of things you was out there doing, honey? Honey, <laughs> honey just working. <laughs> and not street walking working, you know, just working. Prostitution is worth a loaf of bread. Now that's what that's the Bible what they say. say. It is the <laughs> oldest job. profession. <laughs> I didn't get to that point yet because I still kind of like take the blame. When people ask me, why are you divorced? I'd be like, oh, it was me. It was me. I was the problem. You know, there is a song about that. And they say, blame it on me. Say what you want as long as it's over. That's where I was really at with everything. And for me, being raised by my parents, they taught us that you know, whatever happens in your house, you keep it inside your house, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if um, your husband says whatever, you never chastise him in public. And you never make him seem like the bad guy, right? So when everything happened between us, our middle daughter, it was like she got a hatred for me. Because I never told her what was going on. But she blamed me for everything. And I took down that responsibility. I just took it in. But baby, once everything finally came out and she found the truth out, she was like, that joker wasn't no good. (laughs) But me still being who I am, baby, it's okay. That's still your daddy. Mm -hmm. Whatever happened in our relationship was our relationship. But you have a different relationship with him. He might not have been good for me as far as a husband, mm-hmm. but he was a good provider and he was a good father. So what you need to do is you need to focus on those things. Don't focus on the things that happen inside of our relationship because it's two totally different things. Absolutely. Two different relationships, but at the same time, from speaking from a child of divorce, it's like, hmm, I hear that, but at the same time, you can't do nothing but be like, well, what could I have did to be better? And what could I have did to fix it? And what could I have did to be make it stick or whatever? And then, even with my kids, because our kids go through the divorce with us. Mm-hmm. Whether we want to own that or admit that, and I think that, like a lot of times we don't get them the proper counseling or whatever, because in the black community, you know, we don't go to no counseling, you know, no baby. Counselor. Why are you going over there talking? You better talk to the pastor. <laughs> talk to the, pray about it. <laughs> pray about it. Jesus was on the main line. He was going to help you. But the thing <laughs> is, is that it's sort of, okay, so I symbolize divorce like a funeral. It's a death. A long funeral. Yes. But the, the difference between the funeral is you go, you pick out the casket, you put them in the casket, you put them in the ground, you go to the repast, mm-hmm. and then everything feel better. Mm-hmm. But with a divorce, every time he come into town, it's like it opened a wound again. Oh, yeah. Every time he come pick up the kids, the wound happens again. Every time the kids say, well, my daddy 
or that you fussing at the kids about something and they say, well, I'm going to call my daddy. Call him. <laughs> call him in his new way. Okay. <laughs> I'm going, I, I don't want to be here no more. I'm going to go, go stay with my daddy. <laughs> you know, every time that kind of stuff happens, it opens the wound up. And then also you have your kids at times, they don't even, I don't think they even realize how hard it is everything you're going through mm-hmm. and then they sometimes they say little things it's like little j- jabs brother it's this why my daddy left or you couldn't make it work or why would you break the family up oh or yeah why you couldn't make us stay together mm-hmm. and it's like well wait a minute and i for some reason even whether the child goes with the mother or the father i still feel like the mother a lot of times get the brunt of the impacts of the, hey, heifer, you broke up the family. Mm-hmm. The kids generally are mad at the mother. And it's like, I ain't even do nothing. This wasn't even my fault. <laughs> Listen, this ain't even my church. I found it on Facebook. I just found it on Facebook and I just tried to participate <laughs> in something. I didn't have anything to do with this. and But the thing is, is that as black women, a lot of times we don't know how to take that blame off of us. A lot of times we take on that blame or that ownership of that blame Mm -hmm. just so that we don't make that person feel bad or we try to cuddle our kids to make sure, not cuddle, coddle Mm -hmm. our kids to ensure that they are good. And a lot of times we make excuses not just for their father's bad behavior, but because of their bad behavior. Mm-hmm. We see them acting out, but instead of us trying to discipline them on that, because we're still broken and we're still going through what we're going through, we try to just put a Band-Aid on it. Absolutely. And try to make sure that everybody else is happy. But let me tell you what I realized. What you realize? I'm not worried about nobody else's happiness no more. Only person I can worry about is me. And in my new mate, when I get them, they have to be happy. And mm-hmm. I have to be happy. And when we come together, we'll be happy together. And as far as these kids... Fuck them kids. I'm just playing y'all. Don't be trying to tussle with me later. But... F them kids sometimes, but not all the time. We got to give, we got to care a little bit about them, the but kids, it depends on their age, I would say. Yeah. The kids are going to, we only can make them happy to a certain point. Absolutely. But once they get to a certain age, we have to let them go. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't let them go, they're going to constantly blame us for everything. But we also happened. have to go through the process and be able to, and this is what I learned with my daughter and going through even processes of healing with my mom, just having the conversations and me being a mother, being able to be like, you know what, girl, I was dead wrong how I handled you that day because we didn't get apologized to his kids. Like, yeah, you did. You know what your apology was? Food. You, you're hungry. <laughs> You're you, you hungry, you want to eat. Okay, well, I'm feeding you, so I'm apologizing to you because I fed you. And that's why we don't know how to properly apologize. And that we is not true. Told. We was taught poor behavior, and now we're passing on. We have to acknowledge and apologize to our children for hurting them, for whatever. When we know better, we do better. Hopefully. And the thing is, is that a lot of us were not raised a certain type of way. So if you're raised one way 
a lot of times we don't know how to give the love that we proper that we need to give to properly take care of our kids. So that's one of the issues that we have, especially in the black community. Mm. I mean, we're not that far away from slavery. We sure ain't. So you got to think about it. Black people, the master showed them that they loved them by doing what? Beating the hell out of them and feeding them. Exactly. Beating and feeding. So that's the same thing that they talk about. I ain't going to call it love. I'm going to just call it appreciation maybe a little bit because we but needed saying, them. But well, you conditioned them with whooping them. Exactly. I showed you I cared enough about you because I fed you. Yes. And housed you. So that's why we continue We continued that cycle. Beating so, and housing and feeding. Yeah. So, you know, my my oldest daughter, she got the brunt of it, man. She couldn't, she couldn't step out of line <laughs> for nothing. If she stepped the wrong way, girl, I don't know what's wrong with you. But I'm going to tell you, that middle one, the middle one, because I, I was 30 when I had her. So she got to get a lot. Mm. Ooh, well, she, she got, got a better she, version of you somewhat. Well, a more generally stable. S- stable. Stable version because we were older. But then. But they also get the pump because I don't want to beat you or yell at you or go as hard as I was with my first one when I was 18, 19. Mm-hmm. I don't want to abuse you per se as the people would call it nowadays. But I still will knock you upside your head. But I still will fight you. Mm-hmm. Like whenever you're ready. But I, I don't know which way is better. I don't really know. But then you got my last one. And my only boy. And I'm going to be honest with that boy. got me wrapped around his finger. They, like Sort of like. <laughs> sort of like. You know they say that girls get their daddy wrapped around the finger. And to be in the middle. Mm-hmm. That boy had me. But however comma. I'm realizing now. That I basically babied him a lot. So now I'm trying to pull back on doing that. And I I get on his case more. Before mm-hmm. I would just be like, okay, Lawson. Okay, you got it. You got it. Whatever. I don't even care. <laughs> right? And I found myself. And my, my oldest daughter just said it to me this weekend while we were out of town. She said, Mom, she's like, you checked out when everything happened between you and dad Mm -hmm. you checked out and I was like what do you mean she was like you were there she was like you took care of us financially you took care of us physically you made sure we had nourishment you did all of that she was like but your mental your emotional checked out she's like we could tell you girl the house on fire you'd be like okay don't worry about it just put some water on it it'll be okay did the house burn down no she's like but mom that's not the point she was like when she was growing up when it was both of us in the house I was there mentally spiritually emotionally every type of way you possibly could be she's like but because I was so I had to I was so busy and because I had to go out and work harder and also get myself mentally back together Mm -hmm. I did not check back in until maybe last year. Mm, so about four years, five years you were checked out mentally? Yeah. That's deep. And that that was like prime time for my middle child. Well, I got to get personal. I got to get a little nosy. Like, you say y'all got this up for us and you checked out, but um, what happened? Like, was it beating, cheating, lying? 
I'm just, you ain't gotta go into detail, detail, but I'm being nosy a little bit because I need to know what you healed from. Because you may be able to help another woman get through. Well, honey, I'm never gonna do the beating because you're never gonna get to put your hands <laughs> on me. Because your mama, your daddy, your whoever will be getting the repast together. Okay. Whether or not it's collard greens, collard macaroni greens, cheese, whatever you gotta do. <laughs> because if you put your hands on me, you're going to see God. Okay. Okay. So hell we never. Or jail, or just straight hell. I, I'm going to hell for what I do to you. <laughs> But I'm going to go to jail, too. <laughs> going to jail, then hell. But it's okay, because I'm going to meet you there. And oh I might God. fight you again once we get down there, because, baby, don't put your hands on me. <laughs> Keep your beaters to yourself, okay? Duly noted. And it's the same thing I tell my girls. Don't hit on no man. Now, I'm a firm believer in that, because if you hit them, don't get mad if you knock the hell out your back. Keep your hands off men, because you can push anybody to that point. And my baby boy, don't you hit no girl. Now, let me tell you, now, if she put her hands on you, you take her and you shake the shit out of her, okay? <laughs> and you let her know, give her, what is that, sleeping baby syndrome or whatever that is. Shaking shake baby syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> like they used to tell us, what our brother, my brother used to say, donkey cone. Mm. <laughs> the brothers back in the day, donkey cone, and hit a dead in the top of her head. Boom, boom. <laughs> Can't see the bruise. Exactly. <laughs> Don't put your hands on me. I mean, but... So that was that definitely wasn't one of the things, but the cheating was definitely something that was an issue. And you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. It was it really wasn't even the cheating. It was that you brought something home. If you would have never brought something home, there was really no evidence of what you did. But as soon as you brought it home, and it and it and it needed milk. Well, thank That's you for the clarity, because I'm like, well, baby, she said she brought something home. Okay, so the ba- a baby, a baby, okay. You, you, I mean, a whole baby. A whole baby. A whole one or a half one? No, a whole one. A whole one, so it hatched. It hatched. Okay. So then that becomes a problem, because me as a woman, I know, so it all depends on the man, though, because some men will have a baby and don't care nothing about that baby and go about their business, right? Oh, that's trifling. But then you have some men that you know they want to be in that child's life. See, now me, as the woman I am, I knew that what I was not going to do was take care of another child. I wasn't going to be responsible for something that I did not make. That's the first thing. But then the second thing I knew is that him as a man, that he would always want to be a part of his kid's life. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you go so you can be a part of your kid's life. And then on the flip side, you come see these over here that you made previously. <laughs> on the back end. Now, we can all be cool. We can be cordial. We can be all of that because that baby did not ask to be here. Absolutely. And it's not that child's fault. But however, comma, you can't have both families. You only can have one. And you made your choice. Mm-hmm. Because when you was out cheating, you could put a condom on. Or not cheat it, one or two. No, no. But if you gon' cheat, cheat properly, but don't cheat. We do not condone so, cheating. So we in this in, in society, let's just be honest about this thing. Especially with I know a lot of the military guys and things of that sort, they go out to sea for six months. Let's just be honest. One of the things I used to say all the time was what happens out to sea stays out to sea. But your ocean came to my doorstep. So does the rule apply both ways? 
What happens out the sea <laughs> stays, stays out, out the sea. sea. So what happens when you I go ain't out the out sea? The sea. So, oh, so, so that ain't fair. Might not be fair. What is the um saying? What's the saying? Which What's one? good for the goose is good, good for, for the, the gander. Okay, no, we we cheating together. <laughs> we either cheating together or we're gonna be happy together. Yeah, Which can, one are you gonna do? You can pick it, but we what I ain't gonna do is sit here and let you cheat and I'm faithful. Or better yet, we could be divorced. Like you gonna do you, I gonna do me. I mean, there's nothing wrong with divorce. A divorce can be a wonderful thing. However, come it's I hard think, it, it's it's very hard. It's one of those things that. I wouldn't actually wish on my worst enemy. If you're going to be married, once you say I do, and for me, once I said I do, I meant it. And I meant till the death do us part. Now, I'm going to tell you now, when I first found out everything, if I had been anywhere near you, death might have done us part. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest. Well, thank God for distance. <laughs> Thank God that you were not in this man's presence because you would not be here probably talking to us. No, but he you wouldn't. I would have been, up. but he wouldn't have been. No, you would have been locked up. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, I mean, it's just so many things. And, you know, like I was saying about society, I, I, I have a family member, a male family member. Since the day I've known him, he's been cheating. Jesus. Since today. You got a whole bunch of outside kids. But at the end of the day, I still love you. Him still he married? Mm. Baby, you got me fumbling with him. Him still is he married? He's not married. Not anymore. Whoa, okay. I just I don't know. I, I, I mean, I guess back in the day, you know, it was what was taught was as long as he come home at night. No, no, no. As long as his paycheck came home. See, I'm not her and she ain't me. Mm -hmm. You better come home. Your check need to come home and your body need to be unbothered if I ain't touched it. Because I'm, I'm not there anymore in that space where I want you. I don't want to play. I don't want to play with you. And I don't want you to play with me. I'm not mentally stable for you to play with me. So let's not play. Let's just not play. I mean, so like I tell my sister all the time that she's not mentally stable, but I told her that maybe the thread is wrapped around a little too tight. It can break at any time. Yes. Now that's a good saying. I like that. Well, I like that joint. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I know for me, I'm not playing the cheating game. I'm not playing it because when I get, when I get, not if, when I get married again, it ain't no divorce. This like death row, baby. What you want to do? Blood One in, way blood in, out. Blood in, blood out, baby. And I ain't talking about just no cut. No, no, no. We gonna get married and stay married or we gonna be in a grave. Like, what you want to do? Mm -hmm. I'm not playing with nobody. Well, sometimes. you know, my next one, if I catch you cheating, I ain't gonna do nothing to you. I'm just gonna blow off your new cap so every time you walk, you'll remember me. It's saying different. You may die from bleeding out, though. It don't matter. I told, I warned you. Yeah, just, I just warned don't you, cheat. I warned you ahead of time what could possibly happen to you, and you should just be okay with that warning. Just don't cheat. Divorce is... I never want to experience the process, the emotional process of divorce again. Because it's like it's been years, but even now, it's things that have happened. You be like... 
Boy, don't play with me. Don't play with me. We ain't cool like that. You stay over there co-parent. I'm going to stay over here. Don't play with me. Well, yeah. But it drag it, it, certain words or certain actions. Mm-hmm. It'll still bring up like, well, damn. Maybe I should have just chilled for a minute and seen if they was going to change. But people change for who they want to change for. Yeah. And people do the things that they want to do for the people that they want to do it for. But this is the key thing. This is what I re- I, I, I realized with everything that happened with me, right? <clears throat> like I said, my ex-husband, he wasn't a bad man. He took care of us financially mm-hmm. and all of those kind of things. He was a provider. However, comma, the things that, the extras and the extra mile that he went for me, his new wife don't get all of those things. People do things for certain people because that's what they choose to do for them. Absolutely. And a lot of the women that see a man, they say, oh, damn, he out here, he work four, five jobs. He do Mm -hmm. this, he do that, he do this, he do all of these different things for this woman. I want him. But what they fail to realize is that they're actually doing it just for that woman. Absolutely. They might get them and they do nothing for them. Mm Mm-hmm. But facts, as my mama would say, the same way you got them, you gonna lose. The same way you lose them. I I would never trust a man I cheated with to date. I wouldn't. If you were cheating when I started messing with you back in my day, y'all, because I don't do that no more. Mess with nobody, man. I don't want your husband, your boyfriend. So women, we ain't gotta tell us about your little dudes, okay? But back in the day, when I was a hoochie or whatever. I was at him. I would never, ever, 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 ever trust you. You are a cheater. Don't divorce for that reason. You're a cheater. Yeah, and your wife should understand that I don't want the problems that you already have. Absolutely. Why would the hell would I want to inherit the problems that I see him giving you? Because it can't be no better. Exactly. Because my vagina ain't that great that all of a sudden you're going to say, you the last vagina I want. If it is a cheater, he will cheat. He's going to cheat. He's going to do it, baby girl. <laughs> Make no doubt about it. Child, I said something similar to my ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about it. But just know I said something similar to him. You can't just leave us out there. What you said? <laughs> story time. <laughs> yeah, I know I like a good story time. <laughs> well, you know, some people, you know, sometimes men don't realize the things that they say that they can dig into your soul. And even though you're trying to be nice to them or you're trying to be a better person Mm -hmm. than you used to be, they don't realize that they say things that can trigger things to make comments come back out. And see, one of the things, my older sister, she she messes with me about it all the time. And one of the things I said to him, because he had said to me that um, his new wife was different from me. She was a good Christian woman. And I said to him, I said, well, yeah, she damn sure enough right is different from me because I've never had a child from a married man. Okay. That's the first thing. So I know she's I different. I thought she was a good Christian woman. Yeah. I said, but maybe they've changed Christianity because <laughs> maybe I read something different. We in a different Bible. That's all I could say about it because I don't comprehend the shade, honey. Yeah. And, you know, and then you saw the little comments like, you know, 
if we co-parent and we all need to co-parent together and your wife got to do more than suck dick and make babies you said that to him yes okay okay but because that's that may be her job but <laughs> you know prostitution is the old but <laughs> you gotta profession. do you gotta do more than just do those things Oh to co-parent with this family here because this family here takes a lot out of you. Well, there you have it, y'all. She done tried this man by his wife. No, not tried. Told the truth. Told the truth. Told the truth. The truth shall set you free. That's what the Bible says. But it hurts sometimes. If you don't, see, this is the thing. If you don't come for me, I won't come for you. Hey, baby, if I ain't sent for you, don't come over here. Stay so don't yet. Okay, and if you come for me when it comes down to your new spouse and you want to make little comments and I know little things about her, best believe I'm going to come back because whew, I'm not like Jesus. I don't turn the other cheek. Baby, like Michelle Obama be talking about, when they go low, you go high. Nah. I go as low I as go possible. Low, 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 low. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Because after I finish saying what I have to say to you, you're going to leave me the fuck alone. That you part. back me into a corner. You're going to back me into something, a place where I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And I've been sitting up here and I haven't come out fighting and I've sat up here and I've tried to make you seem like you're such a great person still to your kids. And I've tried to make sure that I never said anything bad about you when it came down to your family. When everybody came and asked me what happened and I was just like, it was my fault. I did it. I did it. It was me. It was me. It was me. But then when a couple of years later, when you finally let everything come out, mm-hmm. because in it, when everything first happened, you made it seem like it was all on me that I did so many things and I was doing this and I was doing that. But then when everything finally comes out, now everybody realizes that you're not the great person that they truly thought you were. Mm-hmm. And they had you on this pedestal. But you damn sure enough should have been on the floor. <laughs> it must be a man thing. Because my ex, baby, I, I was supposed to be leaving for another man. I'm like, where is this man at that's supposed to rescue me? I was a whole lesbian out here after my marriage. Because you ain't paying no bills. Because <laughs> I was trying to find him. I was looking for I'm like, what is man that I left you for? I'm around here about struggling, mm-hmm. trying to mentally and emotionally heal. And process everything that I'm going through. And you talking about somebody's son. I don't want you or nobody's son right now. I don't even trust nothing with a penis right now. Don't want it. I'm trying to hear. So I think it's a man thing to make the woman seem bad. It's like I I have to get you before you can get me. I'm going to go tell the story before you can go and tell the story. But I was protecting you. I haven't. I'm not going to tell your story. Because it's not my story to tell. Absolutely. You could go out and have 50 kids, but it ain't my story to tell. Until you go out and you go tell your family what you've done. Mm-hmm. And they and everybody can add, subtract, and subtract. Two plus two equals two four. Plus two. Like y'all said y'all was divorced four years, five years, and your baby is 10? Mm-hmm. Oh, you was cheating. <laughs> yes. So, or however old the child is. But see, that's the thing. You know, I don't have to co-outs and make your name seem bad because when the truth comes out the truth is the truth the proof is in the pudding baby absolutely and always will be so so now we're five years you said you're 
six, five years, I'm about the same. Where we don't went through the whole burying of the divorce situation. We don't went through the trying to get yourself mentally back stable. Was dating hard for you when you broke back into dating as far as the trust factor, letting a person in? How did you accomplish that part of things? Most definitely. Trust is like a big thing because not really the cheating part, but the other bullshit that came with us. Mm-hmm. Or the other bullshit that came with you trying to make us stay together. So the financial mm-hmm. things of that sort. Like I'm learning to trust in those areas. Or, you know, um, I tell people all the time I have a Pandora's box. There's so many things inside of there to where I don't want to open it up and then it just overwhelm you and make you run away. You'd be like, oh my God, this bitch is crazy. God dang, how is she still here? How is she still making it on this planet? There's no way she should, she should still maybe making it. And it's true though. It happens all the time. Like I'm trying to learn how to make myself a better person mm-hmm. and the better that I become the better I'll be for my mate. Okay. So did you do counseling? Did you do self-directed? So I've done about five or six rounds of counseling, like different counselors. Because <laughs> <laughs> y'all got to get this right. We got to get it right. <laughs> Son ain't right. You telling me one thing, but that's not what I'm feeling. <laughs> I want to go burn this whole motherfucker down. I don't understand you telling me to get over it. And I'm telling you I can't, you know? So you telling me it's not, you know, why are you crying every day? Because, bitch, I've lost everything. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Am I going to be, are me and my kids going to be able to survive? (laughs) Yeah, I got this good job, but dang, am I going to be able to survive? You know? I'll, I'll be as a side. One of the things, one of the hardest things for me was I was so used to saying to people when people be like, well, you got to come in or you got to do this. I ain't got to do shit. I got a whole husband. I don't got to do nothing. Fuck this job. <laughs> Fuck you and this job. But then it was like, oh, hold on. You can't say that no kind of stuff. Who, who going to take care of you <laughs> at the end of the day if you can't take care of yourself? You got these kids you got to take care of and all of these things like that. But I will say that financially, he still helped provide for the kids. He never stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. It was just because he wasn't here, he wasn't here for the mental part for them. So, I'm, you know, I had to go see counseling about that. had to figure out counseling on how I'm supposed to deal with my kids. How am I supposed to make them better? But that was when I realized and when I, you know, you go to counseling, they just sit up and listen to you. And you break through yourself technically. I'm I'm, yeah. pay, I'm paying you. <laughs> well, they make you. They do ask. They ask questions. questions Open ended questions. It make you rethink, or you know, but like, hold up, nah. I may have been thinking about this the wrong way. Yeah, so, so, it's useful. So you know, I'm sitting up here talking to the counselor, and I'm like, hey, this. Okay, I gotta help myself. Yes, and heal myself before I can heal my kids. Because if I'm broken, how can I not expect for them to be broken? Absolutely. 
but I'm learning how to fly again. That's some good stuff, honey. Baby, that was, I think that the part of my children, because I could be okay. Like, if it was just me who got a divorce, I'm going to be okay. I could be homeless and be okay. I'm going to be fine. But them kids. Well, I couldn't be homeless. So let them, I got to take, take a shower every day. <laughs> as far as I'm not worried about me, I'm going to be okay. Okay. Even when I'm not okay. But my children, trying to be their hold for them. That was and trying to hold it together like it ain't nothing wrong. Yeah. All I want to do is say, everybody leave me the hell alone. Go in this room. I need to cry for about six, seven months. But you don't get that option. Mm-hmm. You got to wake up and, good morning. When you really want to like, I'm tired of y'all ass too right now. I don't care if you go to school. I ain't right. <laughs> I don't care if you go to school. I don't care if you get your education. I don't care if you care. eat. I don't care nothing about you, really. But you ain't got a choice. Because I don't care about myself. That part. Because you go through every freaking... I know for me, I went through every emotion. Like, okay, well, I was an effed up person. Then no, it wasn't me. Or no, you wasn't good enough. And no, he didn't fight hard enough. And why wasn't I good enough for you to do this for? It was a lie. And even still to this day, I feel like even though I was the one that left, I still feel abandoned. Well, it brings up abandonment issues. It doesn't matter really who leaves. Because even though you left physically, he had left probably emotionally and mentally and all of those kind of things. You know, even though we always say that women check out mentally first, mm-hmm. I believe that for a man to go out and cheat, he must have checked out mentally also. Personally. That's my personal opinion. To some degree. Yeah. And I think it's definitely when he's when they're cheating with the same person over and over again. So like basically you got a whole nother family relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like just, and, and it's almost like you, I stayed because I was waiting on him to release me until I was at the point where I tried to kill myself. And I'm like, wait a minute, bitch. Hold on. Get your wait a goddamn together. minute. Get you together. Cause you done lost your goddamn mind. Well, it's funny that you say about releasing. I was, I was technically released this last year in May. Mm. We went to, uh, um, we went on a trip for our daughter's graduation, the uh-huh. whole family, and they stated to me that they basically released me or that they couldn't have two families. And I never actually really thought about it as them having two families. But technically, they was running my household. And their household. And their household. And you know, when you go through this divorce and you start doing all these, these this paperwork to divorce decrees and all of that kind of stuff like that, and mm-hmm. you don't care what it is, you can say whatever you want. I'll sign whatever you want, long as we sign this on this dotted line so this thing can be over. We don't care about the fine print. And they've slid some things in Ladies, there. Ladies, FYI, disclaimer, never, or men, don't take y'all ass in there and let y'all emotions dictate what you sign on that goddamn paperwork. Make sure you get your shit. Don't be like us. Learn from us. Learn from us. It matters what's on the paperwork. Because yeah. once you sign a damn paperwork, it's it over. ain't no damn going back. Do not sign a goddamn thing, men or ladies, until you get what you need at that damn deal. Don't. 
ever allow your emotions to dictate your divorce decree. After a while, after you're fighting, you you get tired and you're like, you know what? I don't care. I just want this to be over with. You do. But the thing is, is that because a lot of men are so slick, they put little slick things. Oh yeah. But for on my part, me, <laughs> um, they put little slick things in that divorce decree, like you can't move. Oh, I got that way. <laughs> unless permission. they issue. I said permission. But you ain't even paying attention to that because the only thing you're trying to do is get to this dotted line. And I was trying to make sure I had my damn kids. I ain't care about nothing but my kids. Yeah. I'm like, hold up. He was like, I want custody. You want custody of what? My baby? Mm-hmm. Now, I did. I did. My recession was joint. And at first, that was hard. But now I'm like, shit. This ain't that damn bad being a part time goddamn parent. Even though you really are full time, but you still get your breaks. It's almost like you're still in a household with someone because you're still getting your break. Well, now, I wouldn't know anything about that because I don't, I don't have that. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have joint custody, but are they, y'all not in the same state? We're not in the state, same country. Oh, so there's that. So we don't have, um, we don't get to do that. And then when COVID happened. Oh, COVID was a beast. COVID messed because up everything. Because I did everything. keep my baby a lot during COVID. And I, and I, but that homeschooling with them children, like, I praise them teachers because them damn kids talk too much. They eat too damn much. They want too much. I'm like, and then the, the schoolwork, we ain't going to even get on that. I'm going to need y'all to send answer keys home with these children. We don't know how to do their work no more. This, this math what, is some bull. This new math, I don't know I anything can't about it. it. Yeah. Mm-mm. My daughter be talking to me like I'm stupid. She be talking down on your girl. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, this your daddy thing. Let him help you. <laughs> Get him on video chat because it was COVID time. But that sucks. I mean, I really wish I would have read my paperwork better, though. I wish I would have fought harder. And I mean, God always provides. And I do believe in everything that I have given up. I'll get back in tenfold. But I would never tell anybody to go into any situation emotionally, even in a marriage. Mm-mm. If you got more than that other person, it's nothing wrong with a prenup. There's nothing, nothing wrong, with, wrong with a prenup. That's just saying whatever the hell I came in with, <laughs> I'm going to walk out with. What we make together, we make together. No, and everybody's like, well, that's preparing for divorce. Well, when you don't prepare, you see what the hell happens. It's more people getting divorced than staying married. If 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 you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Exactly. But I I can truly say that the next person that I am married to, I like I said earlier, blood in, blood out, it will not be a divorce. Yeah, I just I never want to feel that. Never want to feel that pain. Never want to feel that suffering. Never want to feel any of those things. Don't want to put my kids through it emotionally either ever again. Um, don't want to put myself or that person through that. If we got to get a divorce, we shouldn't even get married. We should just go ahead and continue to be um, mates. Let's be fuck friends, <laughs> you and I. You stay in your house, I stay in my house, and we just smash from time to time. <laughs> you come meet me, I meet you, and then we go about our business. But if you're not planning on doing this thing for life, and when I say for life, I mean until you're dead or I'm dead. Mm-hmm. 
there's no reason for us to even play these games with each other anymore. I mean, hell, at this point, I mean, I'm bored. I mean, you know, you only got 60, 70 years with me if we get married right now. That ain't that damn long. That ain't that long. 60, 70 years out of those, probably 40 of them going to be good, healthy years. You got another 10, 20 that may be a little shaky. It ain't that bad. We can make it. But I may get a young one. 60, 70 years with you? Yes. I thought that would be just quite amazing. And they would want to stay with you till you're 100. Yeah. Okay. I want to live to like 110, 120, realistically. Okay. Well, that's interesting. But, um, yeah. (laughs) You wouldn't want to live with yourself for 40, 60 years? I didn't say anything about myself. (laughs) Oh, the shade. Now, what you ain't going to do is be coming up on here. With the shade. I'm a sweetheart. Okay. I am easy to get along with. Easy peasy. I require a lot. So that's not easy to get along with. Well, baby, to whom much is given, much is required. Mm. I am much. So if I'm giving to you, there will be a lot of requirements. Mm. Interesting. You don't agree? I do have a lot of requirements. (laughs) I do have a lot of things that I am very particular on. I do have things that I will not bend on anymore. Because mm-hmm. when when I was married, we I bent on a lot of things, but I refused to bend. When it comes down to my happiness, oh, that's non-negotiable. I will be happy with or without you. Yeah, I, that that's. I prefer with you, but it could be without you. Okay, I I am choosing me over anybody else. But if you're doing it, wait a minute now. And I get that because after going through the separation and divorce, all that process, it does make you view relationships differently. But you can't choose you. You always got to be choosing your person first to a certain degree. I'm going to make myself happy. You're going to make yourself happy. And when we come together, we're going to be be happy. happy. Well, yeah, because a lot of people try to my mental Exactly. If my mental is not correct, how can I help you? How can I do anything for you if I'm not mentally right? Totally agree with that. So if my mental's not correct, I can't help you. You can't help me. If your mental's not correct, you can't help. I mean, we can't help each other. So there's nothing that you can give me. It doesn't matter if it's financial. It doesn't matter if it's spiritual. It doesn't matter about any of that. If my mental is not correct, Mm -hmm. I cannot be bothered. So, a lot of times, um, so I said divorce is like a death. Like, I I lost my mother. And when I lost my mother, I felt like my whole world turned upside down. Mm -hmm. And once that happened, it seems like that's when I realized that, girl, you got to get your mental state right. Absolutely. Because... She wouldn't want you walking around here acting the way you acting. You got to get yourself together. So I had that tragedy. Then less than a month later, my grandmother died. Then less than seven months, Mm -hmm. my sister died. So I had all these back-to-back, all these strong black women back-to-back. I'm seeing just going away from here. And none of them, besides my grandmother, was sick. And I look back at my mother, and she always said, you got to make yourself happy. You have to be happy. If you're not happy, you can't 
make anybody else happy. And I really didn't understand that until later on in life. She's been seeing it for forever, even when I was a kid. Don't worry about nobody else and their happiness. Worry about yours. I mean, I think it's good to live by. I, I don't believe when a lot of people in relationships, they be like, I just want someone to make me happy. My job is never to make another person happy. It is to help intensify your happiness because you need to be happy on your own. Because if you ain't happy with you, why the hell I want you? Exactly. So that I do agree with. Um, but I do believe in your mate should be somewhat of a priority. No, your mate should be a priority. But your number one priority has to be you. Then your mate. Yes, because you then need to your be kid. whole. Well, depending it, on if you're married. If I ain't married, it's me, them children, whoever I'm dating or dating or however many people I'm dating at the time. And then once I get married, then we can just change it up a little bit. It's me, then them. But my kids still kind of going to be up there, you know? Even though they ain't the hierarchy. <laughs> See, that's just the thing. This is the other thing I realized. But if they're grown... The kids are going to leave. They are. And you're going to sit your ass there with that mate. Because you already said blood in, blood out. Blood in, blood so out. So you're going to be there with that mate that whole time. Mm -hmm. So they have to be higher than the kids. But any mate that I get would understand their kids would be... I would consider their kids higher than me. For them, mm -hmm. and I would expect the same. Mm -hmm. Now, once them kids are grown, fuck oh, them kids. <laughs> most respectfully, though. <laughs> but until then, yeah, because my kids need more. A grown person, you need to be healing your own damn self and doing your own work and making sure you're consistently doing your checkups and consistently doing your maintenance on your mental health and all of that good stuff. The children just need more and need something different. My minor kid, because I only got one minor one, so. Yeah, I only have one minor left. The other one grown. Well, she's grown, but she's not grown all at the same time. So you got grown, but not grown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How old is she? 18. Oh, yeah, she ain't grown. Mm-hmm. She's still finding her way, so. But, yeah, so what last words of advice would you have for a young woman or old woman or just a woman, period, that's finding themselves going through a divorce? My opinion, y'all, if you can stay married, stay married. Go get counseling, get help. Make sure you got great family, friends. Make sure you have a great community to try to make it work. But if it can't work, what would you give? Well, it's a quote by J.K. Rowling, and it says, and so rock bottom became the solid foundation on which I rebuilt my life. Mm. And when I got my divorce, I hit the bottom. I didn't realize it in the beginning. But as I struggled to come back up and find air. <laughs> breathe, bitch, breathe. <laughs> That's how I rebuilt my life. That's what's up. So rock bottom does not have to be rock bottom or the end. We can always rebuild. You seem to be doing amazing now in your life. Is there anyone special now that we done got all that good stuff out? <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll know next time. <laughs> Did you have this? want to say anything else before you get off the porch? No, I don't have anything else to say at this present time. It was nice speaking to you thank you well i definitely enjoyed you for joining us on the porch miss kiki and hopefully 
We'll hear from you in the future. As always, you know, guys, I'm going to leave with a quote. Hate is a great burden to bear. It injures the hater more than it injures the hated by Coretta Scott King. And as always, be safe. Have a great day. And I can't wait to see you next time. Have a great day. Bye.